Welcome back to the uh, Vinay podcast. My name is uh, Christian Owen and I'm here joined by Dominic Bersibuda, um, who is the CEO and founder of Pear Food. Well, I met Dominic actually at a, uh, a conference kind of a couple of months back and was pretty um, well fascinated really by, by his company. I thought I'd be inviting on here and, and just kind of talk about it a little bit more really. What made you found you know, Pear Food? Yeah, good to see you, Christian. Thanks for having me. Um, so we are a founding team of four people. Um, obviously, me as a CEO, I have a business background and running the company. The other three are medical doctors who uh, work at the University of Lübeck. And um, there's so many patients with, um, with diseases that are related to uh, blood glucose metabolism. And at the same time, uh, we know that uh, it's a huge economic disease burden. The U.S. estimates actually that 90% of their healthcare costs are related to lifestyle diseases. So um, some new research showed that people react completely individual in terms of glycemic responses to food, which obviously makes it really hard for nutritional interventions to be effective. But it's also an opportunity because if you use that personalized low glycemic dietary approach as an active ingredient, you're in a position where you can really manufacture very effective digital therapeutics products. And this is what we are doing. So we apply the core technology to an entire pipeline of digital therapeutics. And I suppose, is that what kind of differentiates you then what's what's on the market at the moment? Usually the way we, we used to treat diseases is actually with drugs, right? Mainly, even though all clinical guidelines uh, for lifestyle acquired diseases require patients to have also a lifestyle intervention. Yet, we usually don't do that. So presumably, if you have a patient with type 2 diabetes, they will start directly with oral anti-diabetic drugs. Disease mm -hmm. keeps on progressing. And at some point in time, they, they, take up, uh, they end up taking insulin. So um, you need effective lifestyle interventions to um, prevent that from happening. And um, there are a couple of digital therapeutics options. In our specific case, we try to identify precisely which foods keep glucose levels stable and which don't. And we do that by using continuous glucose monitors and patent pending algorithms using artificial intelligence that we have developed in-house. And uh, with that, we, we can help patients to only adjust their diet slightly. So mm -hmm. they don't have to um, execute a full lifestyle change, but only have to, have to do moderate adjustments. So obviously that makes it easier to adhere. And with that, then our digital therapeutics are uh, incredibly effective. And um, whereas this use case is now for type 2 diabetes, our lead indication is actually for migraines. Yeah. And we see effectiveness at the level of uh, modern drugs in our migraine product that we have now shown in three pilot studies uh, that also all have been published meanwhile. Oh, fantastic. And I just kind of think about like, you know, what, uh, what, what point kind of on a, on a kind of a personal note, you know, made you kind of found this 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 company like what what was the kind of the trigger for you i mean first of all um, my cousin is one of our co-founders so they needed a person um, to run the company and then it was actually yeah. fascinating to realize so uh, we started actually working on it <clears> and then purchased continuous glucose monitors and for me it was super odd to realize i would actually recommend to anyone to wear at least once a continuous glucose monitor because it will completely change your life in my specific case for instance um, when I eat chocolate, um, my blood glucose doesn't go up to bad. So it goes to around 130, 140 milligrams per deciliters, which is super odd. When I eat oatmeal, it goes up to 200 almost, right? So now I tell you a little bit of a secret of, about myself. Um, when I was doing sports, 
I was eating chocolate all the time. So I was uh, usually I was eating almost an entire bar of chocolate. It's like 100 grams per night. And, uh, and even yeah, I'm serious. And, uh, and also while doing sports, when I was playing fot- uh, football, um, I would eat chocolate in the halftime because I felt I played better in the second half. <laughs> so my coach back then was always complaining about, hey, you're not supposed to eat this. And now I'm actually happy that I could scientifically prove that it wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good for you personally anyway. So in terms of like actual, you know, the market and selling per food, you know, is it purely kind of a B2C play, but also then is, is there a B2B element as well? You know, you sell to, to employers, to, to, to kind of, you know, payers, like what, what's the play there? We have two product categories. Once we have a prevention and wellness product and that we just sell it a direct-to-consumer product. It's currently available in Germany. It's called Million Friends and you can order it online and and use it. And it uses basically a similar core technology, but in healthy individuals that just want to do something in terms of prevention. And then we have digital therapeutics. So what we do is we uh, apply the core technology and then we add disease-specific content to that. So um, obviously, if you have a patient with type 2 diabetes, the product has to look different than when you have a patient with migraine, right? And these products are intended to be prescription digital therapeutics that are covered by health insurance groups, prescribed by physicians, and then um, used by the patients as an alternative or as an adjunct therapy to drugs, actually. The health tech market at the moment is, uh, you know, it's it's certainly a little bit up and down and like what's... Obviously, with you guys being early stage and kind of, you know, funding rounds, like whereabouts you at the moment? And I suppose, how do you see kind of the outlook? We've received um, around 11 and a half million euros in funding so far. And and then we are involved in a couple of projects that are funded by grants. So um, um, in total, the company's projects have received around 25 million euros in in non-refundable grants. I think digital therapeutics are in a great position right now relative to other, um, like biopharma place, for instance, because Mm -hmm. um, you're in biopharma, you're looking at five to 10 year timeframe from uh, creation to exit or also, well, and even longer until commercialization. You have a huge refinancing risk also, it depends on obviously a little bit on the indication, but if you're in oncology, for instance, um, clinical trials are incredibly expensive. And in digital therapeutics, it's low-risk products. It's medical devices, not drugs, non-invasive. Yeah. So they have a completely different risk profile. So you save all the animal models at the very beginning. Uh, those are finding studies. You don't have those, right? So uh, with one or two pilot studies, plus then a confirmatory RCT, you are ready to commercialize the product. And you can manage to do that within two to three years, roughly. And you're looking at funding um, of about five, maybe 10 million to be able to internationalize it uh, fully. And uh, so you have, in my opinion, you have a, a, a refinancing advantage um, because of the closeness or the proximity to commercialization and the, the limited capital required. So uh, I'm quite optimistic about the space. And also, honestly, I mean, as I mentioned before, in the US, it's 3.7 trillion of healthcare costs that are related to lifestyle diseases, right? So we know something has to happen will digital therapeutics solve the problem no probably not completely but will it be a major contribution certainly and i believe that uh, in the next years we will see um, 
a digital therapeutics market that will be above 50 billion euros per year comfortably. And so I think it's a great moment to invest in digital therapeutics. And it's actually also what we're observing from venture capital. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think so as well. I think, um, you know, as, as wider kind of health tech, you know, there's so many different um, kind of parts and, and obviously digital therapeutics is probably an area that, yeah, like you say, is, is, is less effective than, than others. And final question really, you know, Don, what, what do you, where do you see pair food in, you know, five years time? Yeah, so, I mean, now we are um, intending to commercialize our migraine product and then um, um, finalize the evidence for our type 2 diabetes product and start commercialization. What we want to do is we want to build a company that is essentially like a pharma company, but digital therapeutics. So we see ourselves in five years being in multiple markets with commercial products. Yeah. Um, creating substantial amounts of revenues in each different market. So you have a really robust space and are not dependent on one specific region. Um, and that also across different indications so uh, that you're becoming independent of, of one indication. And currently we are um, working on continuous glucose monitoring as active ingredient. But uh, we already see in our data stack where we have um, more than 12 million data points uh, from multiple sources of wearables, questionnaires, tracking data, continuous glucose monitoring, that you can add up to the technology stack with digital biomarkers. Um, so blood glucose level is a great biomarker because for one, it's a digital biomarker, mm -hmm. but it's also a physiological real biomarker. But I really believe in the space of creating more digital biomarkers that are able to help patients guide towards uh, a good lifestyle and have diagnostics elements. And so I see ourselves um, developing strong IP there. And um, yeah, and I'm already observing the the start of that you know obviously wish you like the best of luck and you know definitely cheering from the sidelines um and you know it's been, been a pleasure to have you and uh, no doubt we'll, we'll we'll speak soon yes thank you christian thank you for having me